1: You motherfucker. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in moan land? It's your girl Sapphire. And I am just so thrilled that I am able to do another Fuck Yo Valentine's Day. Now for some people that are like, what the fuck is Fuck your Valentine's Day all about? Every year, and I mean for literally 15 years since Sapphire's Airplay has been around, I have always done an episode called Fuck Yo Valentine's Day. It actually started back in college when I was at SF State. And it was just a group of my girls and I, we would get together uh, the weekend, either leading up to Valentine's Day or the Valentine's Day weekend into a new week. And we would get fucking hammered from the Friday to the Saturday or, you know, however, however we planned it, we would do this to the point we're still to this day. I've graduated. Oh, fuck. 2012. Do the math. 12 years ago still have not made jello shots because I can never master the artistry of jello shots. In fact, it became jello soup, but it became one of my best, best sexual excursions one Valentine's Day weekend that led to me not only calling out the wrong chick's name, but also fucking the said chick that I called wrong name. That's what happens.
2: Wait, so, so hold on. <laughs> you had you had sex with Two women and called out one woman's name twice?
1: Pretty much. No, no, no. So one girl, I could say the name because, you know, I know they don't listen. It's been years. But one girl's name and how many Ashes, Toshes are in the world? So fucking many. So it doesn't matter. So
2: you have one college friend who just now went, oh shit.
1: Everybody knows nah, nah. that person in particular <laughs> knows this story that person in particular definitely knows this story so the homegirl that you like but i basically i fucked a girl named asha and i kept calling her tasha to the point where asha got salty and left and i called tasha and i finished the job that's what the fuck happened
2: I mean, no one's going to argue or contest that you got game. I mean, thank you. I
1: hope you guys can hear the sir talking because it it feels like it's one
2: side. Oh, I can hear me talking. Oh, you can hear yourself talking.
1: Okay, good. Good, good, good.
2: I'm just making Wait, sure. can everyone else hear me talking? I hope they can. Shit. Throw hearts up if you can hear me.
1: If you can. Oh, okay. We got a yes. We got a yes. Cool.
2: <laughs> I I muted myself on the app because you're recording it separately. And I assumed it would go through the app.
1: No, no. I mean,
2: I can hear myself.
1: Mm, We can hear that delicious voice of yours, baby. So why are we gathering people on our date night? Why are we whining and dining these folks on Valentine's Day?
2: Because we think Valentine's Day is a concoction of a capitalist society that tries to exclude people who are single and make them feel bad about themselves.
1: I mean, throw some hearts up if y'all agree with that, (laughs) because let's face it, Valentine's Day should be every fucking day. Whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, you should be loving on yourself every day. Now, I, I may call the kettle black because literally a half an hour ago before this recording, I was singing in the shower and I purposely like to sing off key. I actually can really sing or sang, as some people say. I can actually really hold a note. But I tend to just, like, fuck around and just not, you know, give y'all a good musical, you know, taste when I'm in my crazy sense. And the sir politely came into the shower because he has to announce himself because I have a shower phobia. So anyways, (laughs) my shower phobia gone. He comes in and he's like, as the man in this house. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker. First of all, you're not going to pull the whole you know, hierarchy, high, holier than thou man up in this house. But we're going to play along with this. He's like, as the man of this house, I got two rules. And what were those rules, baby? Motherfucker. He's in the kitchen. Anyways, where a man should be. Okay? (laughs) Fight me. Hold on,
2: give (laughs) me two seconds.
1: No, your place is in the kitchen.
2: I needed wine.
1: There's a whole lot of wine going on, y'all. A whole I'm lot so of wine s- in this out.
2: I'm so sorry, everyone. I didn't have the appropriate wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the rules were... The rules well, were. The, the, all of them?
1: No, just the three. The two main rules that you were telling oh, me two in the shower.
2: That I said. Okay, well, the first one's unrelated to the conversation, okay, but so I would quit- like to clarify. I saw a thing on Pinterest once that talked about how a, a family had a rule that you are not allowed to shout at someone else from another room and we live in a very small apartment and suffer from that constantly so i made i think it's a good rule to live by and so it's a matter of you have to go into the other room respectfully to speak to another person not holler at them but that's unrelated the second rule was no self-deprecation only self aggrandization so if you are gonna make jokes about yourself they have to be about how great you are not how about how shitty you are because <laughs> the jokes about how shitty you are seep into your personality and you feel worse about yourself I know they're jokes but jo- you make enough of them and you build an environment for yourself that you believe in I can so agree with that that's you know, for everyone I- no more self deprecation jokes
1: And the audience, I think,
2: agrees.
1: (laughs) But yes, so no self-deprecating. So where was I with this? So yes, so we were talking, I was singing, no self-deprecating. So back to the Valentine's Day. I need people to understand that Valentine's Day is a commercial holiday of straight bullshit. Okay? It is straight bullshit. It is straight trash. Please stop, ladies. I'm going to talk to you real quick. Ladies. Stop putting a price tag on your dates when you never had a date to begin with. And I'm talking about the ones that are getting all butt hurt about going out to the Cheesecake Factory for a first date on Valentine's Day. Okay? Fellas, 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 rule of thumb. If you ask a person out on a date, you are agreeing to pay for the said date, unless... Unless if both parties agree to go Dutch, which means you pay for yours, you pay for my and, you know, I'll pay for mine. And you guys can still call that a date. I do it my sir all the time. Let's face it. We live in L.A. L.A. ain't cheap. Dating in L.A., oh, my God. Honestly, anybody who's going out tonight, God bless you. I hope you have a great night. I hope it ends with spectacular sex. And no bowel movement problems, like nothing, because right now in L.A., you got me fucked up. L.A. at this point in dating, it's like, first of all, if you don't live within a 15 mile rate, like a 15 minute radius, forget it. All right. On top of that, you want me to go on a date, spend two hundred dollars when it already costs fifty dollars to go outside your house because, you know, they're going to charge you to breathe. Shit, you not. It's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. So anyways, if you are on a date for uh, Valentine's Day and, you know, you're getting upset at where the said date is, please shut the fuck up. Because what were you doing before? You had no date. Now you have a date. Now you want to complain about where the date happened. If anybody wants to disagree, please come up or, you know, send it in the chat. But I need people to be thankful if they were asked on a date. Oh, we got somebody up here.
2: I don't think I've once been on a, like a, like a first date mm-hmm. where it was a huge issue. Like short of someone I was intending on dating, which hasn't been for many years for our first date. I think, uh, all of our first dates were just for drinks. Just, even yours and eyes was just. Four drinks,
1: and it literally was one drink.
2: I don't believe that
1: it was one drink. I was drive. I had a to drive single home. Drink. I had a single drink.
2: No wonder we were able to keep our hands on ourselves. I mean, it's
1: not like the the conversation wasn't You know, it's not like I didn't want to bring you around the corner to the house.
2: That's that's my point. If we'd had more drinks and the conversation was that scintillating, we would have been at your place.
1: (laughs) No, no. Because we had more drinks. I would have had to drop my car off or leave my car in the valley. And at least one person in this chat right now understands that's a big no,
2: no. It's a big no, no. Uh It was in Sherman Oaks. We weren't in the ghetto. It
1: doesn't matter. You don't leave your car in the valley, period, because the next morning it might be towed. <laughs> okay, the well, valley don't play that's fair.
2: Yeah. You all, you better have a bite of this before we finish oh, yeah. recording before it gets cold. Okay. I worked too hard on this fucking Valentine's Day dinner.
1: Okay, so here's the taste test. By the way, for yes, the people
2: at home, for
1: the people at home that don't know and you've never experienced. A chat with the sir and I. Yes, the sir is white, but he's a different kind of white. He does put seasoning on that shit. Okay. And we're not just talking about salt and pepper. He puts in real seasoning beyond the salt and pepper. If you think salt and pepper is seasoning, please go take a cooking class from somebody who doesn't know how to cook.
2: Okay. No, no, hold on. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper is seasoning. No, it's not. No, no, it is no, it's Legally, not. it is seasoning, but it should be your base layer and you should build from that. The same way you don't turn in an essay that's just a blank page.
1: No, nah, no. Nah. Salt and pepper is what you call the basics. Like, you know, when you're at school and you got to take notes, that's a note. You have, you need to have a pencil. That's
2: literally what I just said. Oh, hey, sorry.
1: <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> Y'all, this is like a, I mean, this is 24-7.
2: Hold on. I was going to tell them what I made.
1: But this shit is this shit is phenomenal.
2: Try to look at the name of the recipe.
1: You should... Oh, somebody raised their hand. I made
2: Tuscan butter scallops that I would love to share with you all Salt without and the pepper. case. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Bring them up. I did bring them up.
3: Do you want your name said or would you like to be anonymous? I'll be anonymous. Okay. Salt and pepper is the equivalent of writing your name and the date on the paper. Exactly. You have to do it technically, but... That's all it is. I'm out.
2: <laughs> I heard I heard the equivalent of writing your name on the paper?
1: Yeah. yeah you heard points. that right. Points, mad points.
2: <laughs> mad, You're not mad wrong. Points. I I'm I'm standing by that, but legally it is seasoning.
1: Now, nah, we're not going to go with this legally bullshit. You know what we are going to go into? Why are we talking? Why do we label That's this true. polyamory edition?
2: This was supposed to be a chat about this was, things.
1: This was a chat about dating things. So, okay. I don't know if y'all are hit right now of what's going on with polyamory in the media. But I have a bone to pick with Peacock. Okay? I'm talking about Peacock, the, the streaming channel of NBC. Peacock. Why the fuck? Why the fuck? The first show that you are displaying polyamory, you call it thruple to couple or couple to thruple, whatever the fuck, okay?
2: Because it's not, it's not about the relationships.
1: No, what pisses me off is that (laughs) when people think polyamory, they always think that it's always about a three-way. First of all, baby, Mm -hmm. let's talk about our dynamic. Mm -hmm. There are at least four people that we are equally fucking, well- Four people that I'm fucking you, I'm only fucking one of your partners.
2: Are we talking about just for clarity and to give everyone a delightful look into the constellation? Are we talking about your girlfriend, your girlfriend's boyfriend, and the the, the unofficial? New, let's call them the crush.
1: We could call them ghosty. Sure ghosty
2: yeah but some people don't have context for what that means
1: they got to go back to the older uh, older shows maybe two <laughs> three shows go back sapphire's ear play on everything ms dot if somebody would like to be my link sub hint hint wink wink someone can drop my link tree wink wink i'm not going to call them out necessarily but if they would like to do me a favor and share it with <laughs> everybody in the chat on moan that would be greatly appreciated right now But also, God damn, this food is good. Y'all, the food is good. The food is fooding in my mouth.
2: I have one skill.
1: No, you don't. You have many skills. Your tongue, (laughs) your dick, your fingers, your face. Anyways.
2: We're here to talk about polyamory.
1: Polyamory. Anyways, pissed me off that I watched the first, like, three episodes of this bullshit. And basically, it's talking about these couples who are open to the idea of polyamory. And of course because you know it's the media they think it's okay to say that polyamory is only evolving in a thruple hold and i'm sorry to break y'all's bubble but polyamory is however the fuck you want to identify it okay it is multiple people in multiple relationships whether it's exclusive non-exclusive but at the same time it's not all sexually focused and all of these of course because it's the media and you got to keep yourself entertained because you know Polyamory life is so boring, which is really not in real life. It has to revol- revolve around sex.
2: And- you can't convince a media mogul to make a show about in like genuinely investing in relationships. They only know flash in the pan sex. Yeah, investing. There's a thing in Hollywood that they say way too much. <laughs> that is. Will this sell to middle America, meaning the center of the country, which is less than half of the population, maybe less than a third, where they are very focused on, can you sell this in Oklahoma? And to all the swingers in Oklahoma, I apologize, you're in the minority. (laughs) Where... The reason that they make the show all about sex is because they know that middle America will tune in for sex. America, That middle America will not tune in to, for polyamory because that contrasts with their severe American values.
1: It's wild. It's just, I, I don't understand if you're going to do a show and bring polyamory experts and experts that I actually know in real life. That's the craziest thing too. Like, I want to you know
2: in real life who's on that show.
1: I'll tell you later. Cause I don't want to, it will make it too obvious.
2: They're on the show. Or is it just you don't? No, because the- I'm to- shit
1: talking the show. So I don't want to <laughs> I want to keep my friends. <laughs> like- it's not
2: their fault. They got paid to come give expertise. I- it's not their fault. The producers ignored them.
1: I think that's also why we were probably never called back for that show, because I made it very clear that I was not going to fuck on camera knowing that's what they wanted. Like, I'm sorry, but polyamory is not revolved always around sex. I've said this once and I've said it twice and I'll say it again until I am dead in the grave dying from an orgy on the air, okay? That is my aspiration. Um, Yeah, I understand that sex sells and I understand that, you know, being in an alternative relationship where a lot of hot people just want to fuck each other. But please put some respect on a lifestyle that I took time and effort and a lot of bullshit to come with it if you're going to market it. Market it right. I bet you if there was a cuckolding show, y'all, y'all would be up in the tizzy too. Because it's not going to be displayed right. We've talked Mm -hmm. about this in other spaces. So it's like, let me just break it down. Okay. I found this really amusing, by the way, too. So there's been a shift as far as like polyamory and polyamory visibility. And yes, I could say, you know, the pandemic really did change a lot of people's you know, eyes on how a relationship is defined, how it expands, you know, open relationships were not just, you know, oh, I'm gonna go do this, you do that. You know, polyamory became something, you know, everybody was starting to get on top of, on top of swinging. In fact, Match.com, they did a study earlier this year in January, and they were talking about that 11% of the like 2000 users are now, you know, toying around with the fact of polyamory. They said, you know, this is something that we are willing to try. We would like to see more visibility of, including swinging on top of that, which I was like, yay, hooray, this is great. Now, 38% of those said that their non-monogamous experiences helped them better understand what they do and do not want and need in a relationship. And let me tell y'all, being in an alternative relationship, it has opened my eyes so much like I was already an open person but it has made me a better person a better lover and better just like in my communication because again when you're in a monogamous relationship and you are literally tied down to the same body part the same genitalia the same sexual positions it gets boring and we wonder why people step out of the relationships but if you are true to yourself if you're true to your partner Maybe with better communication, y'all can figure some shit out. And I think with polyamory and other alternative relationships, we can all agree that the communication is like chef's kiss. Now, if you disagree, put put it in the chat.
2: Yeah, that's a case by case.
1: It's a case by case. But yeah, I mean,
2: we've had partners that we've brought into the constellation who were not up on communication.
1: Well, and they didn't last long either.
2: But that's that's true. That's and that's what happens.
1: And, you know, I've said it before and we've talked about it like vulnerability is kind of like like necessary in all these types of relationships. You and I, we identify as polyamorous, not so much swinger. We do go to swinger events, but we ourselves do not swing
2: for the audience. Do you want to define the difference?
1: I would say, again, swinging is like expanding your exclusive romantic relationship to seek out other sexual partners not so much like a like a uh, like a polyamorous relationship where you are seeking other relationships with multiple people and making it exclusive because yes there's exclusivity in polyamory even though it is many loves swinging it's like you may just fuck them at a party no communication after or you just you know only communicate with the said couple or the said swinger in swinger like settings polyamory eh, it differs by the couple it differs you know it changes by the person i think it's a person by person basis i don't want to say that there's a right and a wrong way other than if you are not if you are harming somebody intentionally in the polyamorous dynamic then maybe polyamory is not for you this is not the time to get you know jealous or to date a bunch of multiple people to make one person jealous. Like, that... Mm -mm 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 -mm. Mm -mm.
2: I would say harming harming someone intentionally or carelessly. If you are not... Like, if you hurt someone by accident, that's one thing. If you hurt someone because you have been careless, that's also your fault. Uh, Because you weren't trying to avoid harm while practicing non-monogamy, which is... Because of the culture we live in um, An easy thing to Get emotionally hurt in If you aren't being Very communicative The trick Inherently Non-monogamy isn't Hurtful Unless you've grown up in a society That exclusively values monogamy
1: Yeah Yeah I can agree with that what would you say is like probably the hardship for you? Because you are the dom in pretty much. No, you are the dom in all the relationships. So and you are a little bit more freeing with who you couple up with than I am. So what would you say, Bebe, sir? Sir, Tie? what would you say is your biggest hurdle being polyamorous right now?
2: You want me to be honest about this?
1: No, I want I want you to lie. <laughs> I want you to lie to all these good monsters that took time out of their Valentine's Day to come and sip wine. I hope y'all are sipping wine. If you don't sip wine, I hope you're si- sipping on some water, some juice, maybe smoking a little ganja or blowing bubbles. I just want people to be doing something while they're they're listening to us, okay? Maybe touch yourself consensually. Do it. Consensually.
2: Consensual, sassy. Open up that bubbly. <laughs>
1: Hey, we're not supposed to be dropping names unless they wanted it.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, do it, person in the chat. I apologize. <laughs> I don't okay. do this professionally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll speak him later.
2: I Absolutely, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> he does got a booty. Y'all, do you,
1: un- you don't understand? It is so hard to not smack this man's booty. Because he's got ass. He's got a nice bubble butt. Anyways, back to it. Okay. Insecurities.
2: The, no, being in... All seriousness. All seriousness. The hardest part for me, because I took to this lifestyle very easily, is navigating around my partner's comfort zones. Ooh.
1: Kim. Okay. Before we bring up this guest, um, write in the chat if you want to be acknowledged or anonymous. It, um,
2: Yeah, it's it's Um, I took my headphones off because I was getting a nasty reverb no you're fine um so uh but the yeah the the thing for me is when it comes to jealousy mm-hmm. and i don't have jealousy so much as i have fomo if my partners are playing with other partners who are not interested in me that takes some processing if there if they are cuz i'm i'm more attracted to women i'm more attracted to afab people um
1: explain what AFAB fab is A-fab not everybody knows uh,
2: unaware is uh as- those who are assigned female at birth which specifically by that i mean like i have been attracted i've been attracted to nine bear i had a few glasses of bourbon while i was cooking
1: you motherfucking you <laughs> didn't wow wow with that i'm gonna mute you no okay. no, no.
2: <laughs> hold your tits
1: okay holding my titties holding my titties. I have had
2: partners who are non-binary. I've had partners who are trans. I've had partners who are trans mask. Um, and I and that's why I specify leaning more AFAB. But, you know, the the line is blurry. However, with all of that, um, so the the more you, the more masculine someone leans, the less jealous I am or the less FOMO I have because I Am less interested, which is just kind of like, you know, the way the emotional dice roll for people. But I do have tremendous FOMO in general when I am not invited to a scene.
1: Mm, yes, we've right, had those moments. Right.
2: Where um, where I would like to be. And it's not because I feel entitled, it's because I feel left out. If you have a date with someone who is not interested in me and I have a date with someone separate, then I'm fine because we're doing our own thing. If you have a date with someone that is not interested in me and I have to sit at home alone and find something to do with myself, it can be harder. But honestly, that was earlier in our relationship and it doesn't happen so much now, but when it does, I feel... Like, I can roll with the punches pretty well, maybe because we've already done it a few times. And so the hardest part for me nowadays is when new partners are on the table and I need to navigate and ensure that the partners that I love and care about are comfortable and emotionally Mm -hmm. fine when Mm -hmm. a new person comes into the game.
1: That's understandable.
2: Because it requires a lot of communication and a lot of negotiation.
1: And someone else does agree in the chat. They don't like feeling left out either. I don't either. You know, it's it's a trigger for me. It really is. Now, I am so happy that this beautiful young goddess has blessed us.
0: Sassy! Hey,
1: beautiful.
0: I'm glad you think that I'm young. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are. You know what? Listen, honey, you ain't out the grave. You still young in my eyes, and I've seen you. You age beautifully. Okay, fine wine, chef's yeah. kiss. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm getting some like echo here. Oh, you're getting an echo. Yeah. Let's fix that.
0: Okay. Hopefully, this is better. Oh, there's like a delay. Oh, do what? Keep talking. It's it's far better now. Yeah, perfect. So, um, you wanted to comment? Yeah. Well, I was going to comment first about the bubbly. Um, because I I quit my nine to five not too long ago, and on my after my last day, I saw there was a champagne called Empathy, and I was working in corporate America. Like, you need to do, you know, you need to to show empathy. I'm like, I just found in a bottle tonight. So yeah, I want to eventually try it, but I was going to say, I hilarious.
2: excellent.
1: We need to find that ASAP. ASAP.
0: I, I saw not a BevMo. <laughs> so hopefully it's in BevMo out there as well, but <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it's literally empathy in a bottle. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's kind of empathy I can get behind.
2: When we can find <laughs> orgasm in a bottle, we've truly peaked as a society.
1: Okay, first of all, I need orgasm in the bottle to give me a fucking orgasm. Now, I fucked a bottle, but that's a whole different story.
2: That's don't say that. <laughs> that's also super dangerous.
1: I know. I did some dangerous shit before From like you. From a t-
2: science perspective.
1: Listen, before you and I decided to go down this wild polyamorous journey, you already know I've done a lot of questionable shit. I've done a lot of questionable people and my I, pussy I is still fire and intact.
2: I know. And I love you. <laughs> but for the sake of your audience, I would like to say don't fuck bottles.
1: Don't get blackout drunk. And I a full disclaimer and no disrespect to the people in the chat. Don't get blackout drunk with your white friends. I know Cat Williams said it. I know Chris Rock has said it. Don't get blackout drunk with your white friends. That's the disclaimer. <laughs> and the chat got quiet. No offense.
2: I was just trying to give you your space.
1: And I think a white person just left. I am and so sorry. And give her guest
2: her space. Did we, lose a, did we lose a white
1: person? I think we lost a white person. I'm so sorry for offending y'all. I said no offense.
2: We still got a crowd. We do. Okay. Sassy. So. Thank you. Shy actually pointed out the physics of it. Fuck. <laughs> <Pop>, names. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I old. I did not know that. Yeah, the I learned something new tonight. Have you ever
2: sucked Holy on a bottle shit. and then put your tongue in the mouth and it pulls your tongue in? Oh yeah. It will do oh. the same thing to your genitals.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, well, you I don't, don't want to prolapse here, is no thank you. No.
1: Sassy, what do you uh, think about it? this this couple to throuple? Have you heard about it? Did you ex- have you watched it yet? Uh- wait watch what now couple to thruple. it's the show that i was just talking about on peacock talking about polyamory Mm. and exploring uh the the other side of sexual relationships
0: no i i don't watch network television though um i because i one of my exes is one of my best friends like we've been close friends for a very long time and I call him my restaurant boyfriend because he goes out to new restaurants with me. My, my primary my boyfriend does not like to try different kinds of foods. So I had those experiences with somebody else. It's not and I we're completely non sexual. And oh, yeah. I, I I usually enjoy, you know, hanging out with him most of the time until he annoys the hell at me. Then I tell him to stop doing that. So <laughs> he's an extra reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> But you know what? I love that because
1: did your your boyfriend ever get upset? Because I know that there's like always that. I don't understand this. And maybe some of the men and women in the chat, I don't understand why people say you cannot be friends with the opposite sex. Like I don't understand why it's so like such a hard hitting rule. Even in polyamory, y'all, like same thing. People get weary if you go out on a friend date. With the opposite sex or even the same sex. I'm like, if there's no sexual interaction and we're just going to dinner, like you said, you have a part, you know, your partner doesn't like to go out and try new things. And you found a platonic person who does like to try new restaurants.
0: What's the problem with that? He's also an ex of mine. So there's more like social stigma there because one of my like, somebody I knew, I don't talk to anymore, was like, I don't know why you're still friends with your ex. I'm thinking... Just because we broke up doesn't mean we had to be enemies. It doesn't mean it's all over. It just didn't work out anymore.
1: I like that. And it should be that way. Because, you know, if you know that there's no bad blood between you, that you guys can, you know, respectfully be in a, you know, in a friendship and respect the relationship, there should be no threat at all. And yet here we are today, still in 2024, and people are like, Really trying to put a, like a, like a VIP pass, you know, to friendships. Oh, you can't go out with so-and-so tonight because, you know, every time you go out with so-and-so, you end up doing this. Like, the fuck? I'm coming
0: home to you. Let me do my thing. I will come I back. Probably more going I probably got more trouble going with the female friends than I ever have gone, going out with him. So yeah. just, just saying with, <laughs> with girlfriends, anything like that. Yeah, that's that's been more trouble causing than than him
2: for sexual so. reasons or other.
0: Oh, I I I'm like Blanche Devereaux. I love men. I was also born in Georgia, so if I was a golden girl, I'd be Blanche. Ah. <laughs> so, um, so just for
2: so just for rowdy yeah. behavior, not for sexuality.
0: Yeah, yeah, for rowdy behavior. <laughs> so I'm probably more likely to go. Out- I'm probably more gonna be arrested going with a group of women than I am hanging out with guys. Just, just saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Excellent. So, I am. I am safer with people that want to keep me safe, and usually, that's that's the men in my life, the men I interact with.
2: I just imagine you talking to the women in your life, being like, "What are we doing tonight?" and their their response just being, "We're going to live dangerously."
1: I just want one of my friends to say, we're going to go to church. What? <laughs> we're going to church. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to church at 11 o'clock at night. We're going to church. Church
0: of my pussy. Hey, there is the nightclub called the church in downtown Denver. And it used to be a church. And we call so. it, we call it a church or gay church
1: out here. The Abbey in West Hollywood. So there we go. There we go, Sassy. Mm.
0: Is, it, is
2: the church in Denver still open? Like, it's an active thing?
0: I have no idea. I haven't I've been clubbing in such a long we time. We have friends so. in
2: Denver. Maybe we should go.
1: We have a few people in Denver, even on the Monab, where I'm like, shit, I, psh, I'm ready. Show me your city.
0: <laughs> go out and do the things. I want to get rowdy. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm no longer near Denver, but yeah, the, the church was like, Back in my early 20s. And it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, there was also... There's Trax Denver, which is my favorite gay club. Ooh. Great music. Used to be great music, great DJ. Lots of fun. Felt totally safe there when I was younger. So
1: I miss club life, low-key. I really do. Especially, like, now that I'm more confident in my sexuality, I feel like I got to go out at a club and really, like, test the waters there. Because I do want... Like, even though I'm polysaturated, for instance, I really do miss just the socialization and the fun Mm -hmm. club nights and getting like a dirty dog. I don't know if anybody else knows what a dirty dog is, you know, where they have the hot dog stands on the street and they're bacon wrapped or they have like a lotte style. It's so good at like 2.30 in the morning waiting on, you know, your booty call to hit you back or, you know, hitting, trying to find a fucking taxi or a lift. Because, you know, lift people are dumb in the club areas and they want to yell at you and you're yelling back at them and then they want to ditch you. But I kind of miss club life like that. I miss the, the freedom of dancing the night away, not knowing what to expect and then wake up with a good story or a good ass hangover. I do miss it, but I don't miss the hangovers.
0: I miss going to IHOP after clubbing (laughs) with
2: my friends I miss going to IHOP when it was good (laughs) I'm so salty about IHOP
1: oh my god
2: we used to do that every Thursday night and then not only did they fire well they like changed management and they changed their menu and my friends and I got real shitty about it
1: Oh my god! Someone disagree with you? It was good once, right?
2: <laughs> There's a lot of restaurants that used to be good. No, no, oh I'm no! At the chats. Waffle House does not win any uh. awards. Listen,
1: I've never still been to a Waffle House. I know we've talked about it in another Moan chat. I've seen the Waffle House videos. Those motherfuckers are trained in black belt and waffles. I ain't dealing with that shit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, I'm trying to eat and come down from my drunkness, my highness. I don't want to have weave in my syrup, okay? I don't want to, you know, duck for cover because, you know, somebody decided to throw a chair. You don't know what I'm talking about? Just type in Waffle House Fights. It's hilarious. Go to YouTube or wherever the kids go, the TikToks, you'll find it. I'm going to have a new internet pastime thanks to this. <laughs> Oh, it is comedy. Oh, my God. It is comedy. It's you know what? If they ever try to bring a Waffle House to L.A., I mean, it will definitely be in competition with certain Roscoe's. And I guarantee you, if they were to do like a Roscoe's versus Waffle House, my money's on Waffle House because Mm -hmm. Roscoe's don't fuck. Like Roscoe people, they don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, oh, you want to try to kill me? All right. I'm going to run the opposite direction. No, Waffle House is like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. I saw you! I saw you what a fight is!
2: No, okay. no. I'm not fucking with you. No, that. here's a Here's the thing. <laughs> Roscoe's. Is I can't a believe uniquely, we talked about this. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna throw down over this shit. <laughs> because for those who don't know, I am from South Carolina. And that is I, I went to, I grew up in South Carolina. I went to college in Georgia. I lived in North Carolina before I moved out here. And I move out here and within my first month, my friend who went to college with me in Georgia is like, let's go get dinner. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Where do you want to go? She goes, Roscoe's chicken and waffles. And I said, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and we go and we walk in. And within five minutes, I'm looking at the paintings and the art and the decor. And I look at my friend and I go, where the hell have you brought me? And she just this shit eating grin on her face goes, this is what Californians think the South is like. And I nearly walked out. It was so awful.
1: You know, you like to shit talk a lot of things about California. And you know, this pussy is from California. This is grade A pussy from California. I
2: like, I like to shit talk inauthentic things about California and about Los Angeles. And there's nothing more genuine than that pussy. Okay. You win.
1: <laughs> you win. I
2: usually do. <laughs> I'm dead.
1: I'm dead so sassy since i have you up and anybody else who would like to join um what's your experience with throuples or multiples do you find it exhausting do you enjoy it do you enjoy monogamy like where are you on the scale right now I'm, on your journey of dating
0: right now i mean i have another partner he's just very busy and i've have been able to see him for a while and i did approve my boyfriend to see somebody at one time and he went and saw her and I did not take that well. Like the logical part of my brain was like, cool, go ahead. The emotional part of my brain was raging bitch mode. So I learned a lot about myself and had to learn about studying boundaries with myself and finding out what works for me, and what doesn't work for me. I'm- so I'm working on that quite a bit.
1: I'm glad you said that because you know what? We were also the sir and I we were discussing <clears throat> about you know, introducing other partners within your own relationship, regardless if you're gonna sleep with them, you know, and include yourself or you know, just have them. as you said, you know, I, I'm assuming that your um your boyfriend at the time, you know, the person that you didn't approve, you were not sexually engaged with that other person, correct?
0: Right. We met her at a at a key party, and she seemed really cool. Um, you know, she's now former military, typically along with vets and military personnel very well. And apparently, she was super interested in him. They were texting back and forth. He asked if he could, you know, if it was okay to have sex with her. I gave the, him the go. And then, when I, and back then, our sex life wasn't great and we're still working on it, but I didn't realize just how much. I neglected our relationship because I was working a lot, mm-hmm. and so I just did not take it well because I thought I was going to be seeing somebody else that day possibly as well, and that didn't, that didn't go through. So Oof. I was like all kinds of all over in the bad the bad zone. So you know, I I, I had to go through that pain and all that realization and. You know, all that irrational fear and survival mode for a long time and heal from it. But he also came oh, They, it was also his first time seeing somebody else mm-hmm. in a relationship. They negotiated during play. He came home with three hickeys on his chest. I did not take that very well. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I... We did, But then again, he and I did not communicate what was okay, what wasn't okay before he went in mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and saw her. And I'm like, okay, well, there's things we need to communicate and that we did not communicate beforehand. So now we know. And it was a very big learning experience for both of us.
1: I will say you bring and, something up that's very interesting because mm-hmm. I've had a, a similar situation where, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus respectfully. Um, in our early stages of polyamory, um, Benjamin has like the same thing. Like he went on a date, my plans fell through or either that, either my plans fell through to occupy my mind. So it wouldn't go in a toxic, you know, frenzy, or I decided to stay home, which is always never a good thing because my mind does go into a dark space whenever Ben is on a date with someone else. Um, I get very overprotected, but I also get into my head. I still have that insecurity. Not so much anymore with the help of therapy and the fact that we check in frequently and consistently um, when it comes to new partners and we continue that conversation. But I remember he came back and I know it's so stupid when I say it out loud, but when I mean I got triggered, I got triggered because... There was hair dye that was not mine on his body. So I can understand where you come from on, you know, seeing the hickeys. And I don't even think it was something, um, sir. I don't think we actually, with that person in particular, I don't think we, too, had like really good guidelines. I was just kind of like, I always expect him to come back showered or he goes straight to the shower before he says hi, kisses me but it was like he showered he did the the whole thing but that dye was still on his body and I just I could not look at him I didn't want him to touch me I didn't want him to be physical with me until that shit was completely erased
2: yeah We should clarify that was at the beginning of or rather at the right end of court of quarantine. Yes. So that's why
1: I said, you know, before we really like we were polyamorous, but we weren't like polyamorous where now we're a little bit more comfortable.
2: Well, this was the first serious interest, not serious partner, but the first serious interest since we had moved in together. Mm hmm. So that was part of it. And also because quarantine fucked up a lot of everyone's feelings about their relationships towards each other. And a lot of people became... Just look at the number of marriages and couples that moved in together during quarantine.
1: Yeah, it changed a lot. So Sassy, before we go to our next uh, guest speaker... What are the ways now, like, moving forward, how do you manage the triggers, you know, if they were to ever come about?
0: Um, You know, i I had to learn how to be honest with myself and do some deep digging mm-hmm. and just find out, like, where these issues are coming from. I did go see a therapist, but I just... She wasn't a great fit for me because she was very much a yes woman. I would say Oof. things and she's like, oh, I love that. I'm thinking... I'm glad you love that. But I'm here for you to tell me how to unfuck myself. Right. I messed up in the head. <laughs> so, I am here for a reason. Please help me fix myself. Uh, but I started going to like, um, I started to address like my codependency issues and, you know, just a lot of issues I was having that were just deeply rooted and I was uncovering a lot about myself. So, I had to learn how to be honest with myself because I was I was going down some shame spirals, which is not a fun place to be. I was thinking, well, if I want to be shared, but I don't want to share him, does that make me a hypocrite? So I was, you know, just like being really hard on myself. And, you know, we've had these discussions and I told I told my boyfriend, I told him, you know, I may not be okay with you having sex with other people, doing kink stuff, possibly, Sexual activity I may never be okay with. Mm. Um because that, that did send me to a place that just like was not good. And those hookies took a few weeks to get rid of because they were deep. Ooh. And there were three big ones across his chest. So I'm like, I I went to you my boyfriend and he came back marked from you. I was not okay with that. And I tried to be direct with her the next day. I like I tried to cool off to my best ability. I texted her saying, I don't appreciate this. And my boyfriend was like, you came across as kind of mean. I'm thinking I was just direct. I mean, I, I probably did come off strong because I was not happy about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having that reminder, I was like, you marked my boyfriend and he's not yours to mark. <laughs> it's just like, Mm-mm. it didn't sit right with me. So, you know, it was. It was kind of like a, a it's kind of like a landmine that I stepped on, and I also said it there <laughs> myself without realizing it, and then forgetting it was there. And I went back and stepped on, it and I'm like, oh, this is our experience. So it was very educational. Because this happened back in June of last year, so mm-hmm. the past six or seven months have just been very eye-opening, and other things have happened in life. So. There's just been a lot of self-work going on here.
1: I absolutely love that. And I think that's something very important, especially in polyamory, at least in like my experience, you know, and I'm glad that you said, you know, you really didn't know until you saw it. And sometimes the trigger points never really come up unless you're physically seeing it. And it's totally valid. You know, jealousy is a totally valid emotion. I hate it when polyamory experts, and I put this in quotations, which means I don't like it, try to say that you can't be jealous and be polyamorous. You absolutely can. What you can't be, however, is degrading your partner for going out and doing what you both agree to, which is date multiple people whether it's you are doing the dating of multiple people or they are, or you both are because there are people who are in polyamorous relationships and it's, you know, very one-sided. One person may go out and, and date multiple people and the other person doesn't, but they still identify as polyamorous because they are allowing the space to love more. It's just right now it's not for them. And so it's good that you were working through those insecurities and still hopefully working through those insecurities because it's something we have to constantly remind yeah. ourselves. And,
0: and yeah. And, and the thing is, I'm, I'm learning my boundaries. I'm learning what I'm okay with, what I'm not okay with and the reasons why. And I'm, I'm being honest with yourself and with oneself is the most important thing because if you can't be honest with yourself, you're going to deceive yourself and that just ends up in a bad place. Oof.
3: Preach. So far, I was wondering. Yes, is it appropriate to for all so you can just I guess on the podcast shall. Shao, um, I, I was I was wondering if what you if if it's appropriate to contact the metamorph in that situation because I feel like that's a boundary negotiation that needs to happen between the hinge and the metamorph. That isn't necessarily something to contact the metamorph about personally. So you want to take the lead really with this surprised. one?
2: Surprised.
3: I'm sorry babe what?
2: I was actually really surprised to hear that uh you, that she contacted the Metamore because we don't do that. I Mm-mm. think that depends on who's negotiated it and what the what the conversation is, but it did surprise me cuz that's not I know there it's there are we- couples who do that. We don't.
0: We don't do that. Okay. There's no I- negotiation that happened no structure that was placed, so I like I said, it's just something I was not okay with. I was like, um, but I didn't get the full details. I didn't realize that while they were playing, she asked and he told her yes. I'm like, so there was a negotiation to have during play. I didn't have all the facts at the time.
1: Which is also, so, and it's, was, yeah, and it's not bad because again, you also got to know this person before they went on their solo date. So it was kind of like, because you said you met them at a party and then they went off and did their thing, correct?
0: Yeah, we met them at a party and then separately sometime later, um, like they were texting back and forth. Mm-hmm. I, she, she she gave her, both, the both of us, her number. Right. And because, um, you know, I thought that she could be, you know, she at least be a friend. Mm-hmm. And Oh,
3: see, that's the context I was
0: missing. I didn't
3: understand because if she's if she's giving you the number then it seems that that's that's very different situation. Well, okay.
1: Oh, yeah. so I, did I, did I will say in my experience personally, even if I did get the contact, I try not to let... Because me, I'm I'm very like if I get triggered and I know that I know who Ben went on a date with and I have this person's number, there are parts of me that are like oh, I gotta text her and be like, what the fuck? But then I also have to remember like we would the sir be doing this to me if I
3: came back in the same condition? Probably not. And it's, it also it, it's their relationship. It's not. It's not. it's if there's something that happens. You're it, like, if, sorry to interrupt you. If let's let's say that you and Ben had agreed that Ben all, doesn't do anal sex with other people, and Ben had had anal sex with somebody else. Your problem is with Ben. Your problem is not with that third party.
1: Correct. And it's just like I I do say controversially. You know when people. Go outside of the relationship and have an affairs. I need people to stop looking at the other woman and look at your main partner who stepped out of the relationship and be mad at that person. Because nine out of the 10 times, the affair happened under a lie. And if we're gonna preach about, you know, women's empowerment, for instance, take it outside of the polyamorous aspect for a second, chances are. The man lied intentionally to say that he was not in a relationship to go out and get some strange and probably and probably lied to the said woman to be like, I am an emotionally available and physically available person.
3: It's happened. I would like people in. 2020- want- I'm sorry, what? Do you all want to cringe about something that's worse than hair dye and hickeys?
2: Do do we? I, mm, mm,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna brace myself. Uh, I mean, do it, we need to add a trigger warning? No, it's
3: not. It's not. I, you don't really need to add Sapphire a trigger
2: warning. Sapphire loves a cringe.
3: I love a cringe, but I also respect, you know, as a <laughs> nasty, just trigger warning nasty. Yeah. And then
2: after that, subby ah fuck.
3: Yeah, you're done. You're
2: not calling out anything. A person in the chat has a question. You can edit it.
3: Ben, why don't you just, like, use your thumb and, like, cover up everyone's
2: name? That's really what I ought to do. <laughs> he really I needs have, to,
3: because he's not I'm the one not, that's going to I don't, it.
2: don't deal in podcasting. No,
3: you don't. You I don't. Know. You're a bad admin. I'm sorry to... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm admin shaming. Um. <laughs> so, I was dating this guy, and um, I'm going to call him Bob. And, Bob. and Bob and I were dating, and he was dating Alice as well, and I knew that. And he had gone on a date with Alice... And then the next night he had like the next day, he and I had a date and we get into the shower to get clean up for sex and I start blowing him. And I'm like, wait, and you can guess. He didn't shower between fucking this girl and getting in the shower with me. I've definitely had that happen
1: and I don't like it. And
3: I could taste, and I was like, are you kidding? Cause I didn't agree to fluid bond with this girl. I, Cause now I've indirectly fluid bonded with this person who like, I've never seen this girl's test results. I don't know any of this shit and he wanted me to become buddy buddy like friends with her and I was like fuck that so he kept on trying to introduce us and so I cut him off cuz I I'm I'm not a kitchen table poly person all the time and I know that's like kind of like I don't understand the people who insist that if you don't do kitchen poly table poly that you're not really poly some people like if like just because we have the we have a shared interest of fucking the same person doesn't mean I want to hang out with you you know what I mean Oh, are you kidding me? That's me.
1: <laughs> like exactly. again, this is why I said influencers or sexual, you know, polyamorous experts and I put it in quotations because I'm sorry. If you as a professional and I really I need to see more credentials out there. If you are claiming to be giving people advice and people are taking your money and you are saying that the only way to polyamory is kitchen table polyamory, or you know opp fuck off kindly and i hope you piss out razor blades i'm so dead honest on this because i cannot stand it because it does not work for everybody and to be
3: honest that's not true polyamory to me but that could be for another episode i feel like a lot of times it's because people are projecting like it's this weird thing it's like It's like, you know, those partners that expect you to get into the same hobbies they have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like somebody will be like, oh, I like I like working on my car. So you also have to sit in the garage while I work on my car. It's like, no, fuck that. Just because you care about somebody doesn't mean I fucking do. So just because Bob cares about Alice doesn't mean I give a hot fuck about sorry, I'm cursing so much doesn't mean I give a hot darn about Alice. Did you really just apologize for cussing? Do
1: you know how many F-words I say in a show? I need somebody to actually respectfully start counting because the last time someone counted a couple years ago, apparently I said fuck like 300 times in an episode. And I was like, you you, are fucking out of your mind.
2: The wild
3: part is that episode was only 12 minutes uh, long. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Love you, baby. It was like the Carmen song, yeah. Goddamn. Like... I don't, I don't under, like, honestly, that's part of what's driven me to like, I'm, I'm a cuckoldress. I'm cuckoldress, shout if anyone's, if I, cause I forgot to introduce myself. And the, the deal is, is that like, I don't have the emotional energy to have more than one, what I call Costco person. You know what I mean? Like, do y'all like do y'all go to like Costco's or Sam's Club or anything like that? Like, yes. that's like or IKEA. That's like an endeavor. That's an emotion. That's emotional intimacy. That's uh, that's, that's the most. That's that's the emotional equivalent of like anal, double anal. Like, I can only do that with a very select few people, and I'm not trying to have all this other shit. And I feel like what's happened is is like with poly. There's been this big pressure with with anti hierarchical polyamory to ha- to like push everyone to have. Identical relationships with everyone when the reality is, is not every single person wants an emotionally intensive relationship. Facts on facts on facts. Could not agree more. And it's, 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 I feel like it's, it's bordering on sludge shaming when we're insisting that every single person has an identical, like emotional relationship with everyone. Cause sometimes you just want to bang.
1: I mean, yes, like, but also, also, I mean, with polyamory, again, as I say to people, I think the misconception is that polyamory is associated with sex and it's really not
3: this is the problem though and I think the the community has gone too far the other way though at the same time and they instead of being like it can look like all these different kinds of ways you know what I mean I think I understand what you're saying is that it is that the community I feel like the, the stereotypes about polyamory being entirely about sex are absolutely a big problem in the mainstream and I feel like but then what's happened with the polyamorous community is the insistence and insistence and insistence on, on the fact that, it, you know, it's emotional, it's emotional, it's emotional. That's, I mean, that is true. I guess, I guess this is why I'm ethically non-monogamous and not instead of polyamorous. Yeah. But, I, because, but I, 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 people forget that there's different levels of emotional intensity. Like not every single person, you could have a polyamorous emotional fling with somebody that lasts like three months and maybe they're not. You guys know, hey, you're like a, do you, do you know that, you know the term comet, right?
2: Yeah, like an orbiting body that yes. comes through for a moment and then leaves.
3: Exactly. So so a common in polyamory for the people that don't know in the chat um or the listeners are is somebody who let's say is in your area 3 months out of the year and during those during that time you see each other but otherwise, you know, you don't. You see each other when you're in town. And like there's different there's these different emotional styles and this idea that like everyone has like it has to have like, you know, the exact emotional intimacy and connection with every single person. I feel like it's kind of weirdly, weirdly boring, and it 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 makes it, you know what I mean? Like it 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 destroys kind of the variety, well it, appeal of poly.
2: Yeah, you're right that trying to define it specifically to where if you're not building a relationship with everyone, it's not entirely fair. Um, we've had some situations where we have to divide up and define the difference between <laughs> how we practice polyamory, because while I don't spend each each date and each time spent with another partner working to develop a significant emotional relationship the way I define it isn't necessarily having an intense emotional relationship with each partner but rather being open to one developing when the correct circumstances arise which I do think is something that It starts out as sex. There's the freedom for more. And a lot of those anti-swinger, pro-polyamory advocates do tend to move away from where they're like, no, well, that doesn't count because it's not about relationships. It's just about sex. And I'm like, well, the relationship can be there. It's just not yet.
0: I mean, everybody... Um Real quick, though, so I'm just gonna let y'all. I need to step down, but thank you so much for having me up here tonight. I of course, it. sassy. Anytime, babe. But y'all have a good night. And stay safe, okay? You too.
1: Um, I do realize, like, time, and as far as like, I usually wrap them up in an hour. Um, I know that we did have a question in the chat talking about metamorphs. So, if Sir Benjamin, you would like to explain real quick what metamorph means?
2: Certainly. And just because I'm covering my bases and I've had a few classes. Yeah, no, you
1: can't shout out anything. So you just...
2: I'm not. I just wanted to rephrase that I can call the person who's currently up here by that name they gave. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, uh, As Xiao had mentioned, uh, sorry, hinge, which is a term that I understand but haven't heard used before. Um, When you have... An ethic, or when you have a non-monogamous dynamic where you are a V, where one person is dating two people, and those two partners aren't dating each other, the person who is dating both people is referred to as a hinge. If you are either of the other person, then you're dating the hinge, and the person you're not dating is your metamor. Anytime you're in a relationship with someone, there are other partners that you aren't in a relationship with, or sorry, in a relationship with, are your metamors. And it's literally just a term to mean like extended, like disconnected from you partner.
1: I would say in our case, I'm dating Michelle. You fuck Michelle. Michelle has her partner, David, who you do not fuck. Right. But y'all are in the room. And y'all yes. hang out. That would be yes, the V or the hinge of that relationship that we have.
2: Well, you, yeah, you and Michelle are hinges. David is my metamorph. Yes, he David and is I your metamorph. Date,
1: right? So I hope that is. Um, oh, we have someone who said I'm in a three way hinge relationship. That is beautiful. I love that. I'm gonna go back to the chat and just make sure. And shout out to all the uh, new people that just stepped in. We are live on the Moan app. This is going to be podcasted. I'm actually going to delete this recording from the Moan app because I want y'all to go and download this produced copy, which means it's still not going to be cut or anything. It's just, you know, intro, outro, cleanup of an audio. Something just something nice. I
2: I will clarify literally, everyone whose name I slipped up and said put in the chat and said, You're good, so we don't have to cut anything.
1: Thank Christ on a stick because
2: sorry, you should be sorry.
1: Okay, this is the only time I'm gonna dom you and be like, You should be sorry.
2: If you try to dom me, I will not give you dessert.
1: You are gonna give me dessert because I'm gonna just sit on the face and take it.
2: No, I literally brought dessert. (laughs) <laughs> what? A-
1: usually dessert means sex but he actually means literal dessert to the nice delicious meal that he made that was well seasoned with love and all my favorite thing things and my nipples got real hard in the lingerie that i'm wearing that none of y'all can see i was actually gonna tape this but then i realized there would have been a like nice gray blurred bar because my nipples are nippling. Maybe the selective flu. You know who you are. May may get a little telegram message later. May just may. What? So what? What dating apps are y'all on? None. We are on nine. Cause you know what? We don't need them.
2: No, 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 no. That's not fair. We're not on them because
1: <laughs> I don't need them.
3: <laughs> Cause you're banned. What? No, I'm kidding.
2: No,
1: the only it's app I'm banned
3: if you're from too is Hot.
2: T- they just kick you off.
3: Right. I wish I was exactly. the case. No,
2: we're not on them because honestly, we let's be real. LA is a hard fucking city to live in, and we spend 20 hours out of 24 working. So, we oh, God, yeah, yeah, we don't have a lot of time to spend on dating apps, Mm -mm. and it takes so much time. I don't know what it's like in other places, but in Los Angeles, you get a lot of bots. You get a lot of like couples just looking for a unicorn
1: and we don't do unicorning
2: and we don't do unicorns and it's and like to filter out all the nonsense to find people who are legitimately worth hanging out with is time consuming. And we it's not I like I'd have the energy if I were had more free time.
1: I mean, what's been happening lately is that we became members of the secret bar and (laughs) literally shit you not, true story. And I know this couple is going to probably listen to this episode. So shout out to them. Um, It's funny because not a lick of our outfits stood out and said, yo, we're poly and we're freaky. But apparently my lipstick attracted the attention of a fellow woman and... Less than five minutes later, we all like sat down at the same table near each other, and we all just kind of expressed in one big notion like, "You're poly, you're poly. Oh, we're we should link up. We should come and have drinks." More luck
2: than dating apps (laughs) and finding people in person, because in our experience, if you've been in the lifestyle for a while, it's not super difficult to sniff each other out in social settings.
1: Apparently so. But also I think that just like Ben Benjamin and I, it's so weird when I call you Ben. So Benjamin, Sir Benjamin and I, it's funny because we also, when we go out I I, I wouldn't say like we're trying to attract attention it's just
2: We dress loudly.
1: Yes. We dress loudly. We make statements what lipstick were you wearing uh the same lipstick that you see in my current picture that is the only lip color besides black i wear i literally had to buy it on amazon because they no longer sell it like maybelline does not even make this anymore so it's like i i'm kind of like one step away from like emailing them and be like look bitches i'm gonna need y'all <laughs> to uh restock boamy
2: almost every time we go out sapphire goes which lipstick i'm like deep purple obviously
1: and the deep purple has always worked i don't know why and then they're like "Ooh, sapphire your hair your lips okay it makes sense and i'm like all right cool thanks y'all thank you and it actually does doesn't help that the actual lip color is called sapphire so it was just kind of kismet if you like i hope i use that in oh the yeah that's sense.
3: they didn't tell you that say what that's the official polyamory lipstick. They didn't tell you all that when you bought it. <laughs> Apparently not.
1: It's a hit. To the point where I no longer like I had to get a separate one for the swinger parties because everybody wanted a fucking kiss.
2: I started a trend. It wasn't on purpose.
3: <laughs>
1: you motherfucker, you know you did it on
2: purpose. I like lipstick marks. I have a makeup kink.
1: You're gonna get that makeup pink in a second, (laughs) baby. All right, with that said, y'all, it's been great. I love y'all. But yeah, Benjamin's not lying. I think we are going in our 20th hour of working straight today.
2: Working since 5 a.m.
1: So have I ish. I know. So yeah, it's time for us to to fuck, plop, smoke, and go to bed. Dessert. Dessert (laughs) on all fours and lots of wetness. I hope y'all enjoyed spending your Valentine's Day evening um, for some. Oh, look at the little horny signs. Oh, thank you guys for the devil horns. I love y'all so much. I really do love you guys. I know I've been busy and I keep saying that I was going to come out and do some specials. So I really want to just say thank you guys. My monsters, y'all are the fucking best. Thank you. Um, Benjamin, where can they find you?
2: Oh, hell. I'm on the Instagram. (laughs) Uh, My (laughs) handle is the old ben river thank you i was pulling it up
1: oh lord have mercy on the stick we're gonna get we're gonna get you hip especially if you're trying to put babies in me like it's gonna be embarrassing my. if your damn kids are more tech savvy well that's always Let's the case r- me. your kids
2: should be more tech savvy than you that's how time works nah. anyways i'm on the instant gram <laughs> at the old ben river
1: oh my god
2: that's it i don't have another social media
1: <laughs> and i'm ms radio sapphire and sapphire zero play on instagram m-s-r-a-d-i-o s-a-p-p-h-i-r-e s-a-p-p-h-i-r-e-e-a-r-p-l-a-y or ms radio sapphire.com um people keep asking me about the twitter i made a twitter but it's strictly for for traffic, and I'm real scared because I already got threatened to get taken down. So I would share it, but I can't.
0: You so that's another one.
1: I did, but I already got threatened by the Elon Musty Dusty Butt to get taken down again. Sorry, so by the who? You that motherfucker.
2: The Musky duskies? The
1: Musky dusky Butt. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Um, There's going to be a very special horny for horror episode. It was supposed to launch in February of this month, but it's actually going to be pushed to March. And you get to see me with a special guest in lingerie. And it's going to be fucking amazing because there's a lot of sexual tension.
2: We're filming it. If you subscribe, we are
1: filming it. It's going to be, you know, dropping on Spotify um, for their video subscription. So, if you guys wanna see me in some lingerie along with my guests, subscribe now because the shit is fire. Of course, there's the Mandy Mayhem episode, which you guys subscribe and get that. It's only $2.99. It's great. Great episode. And of course, all the audio of um, Sapphire's Airplay will remain free and available on all podcasting platforms. And thank you to all the earbuds and monsters who continue to stream Sapphire's Airplay after 15 motherfucking years. Yes, the anniversary of Sapphire's Earplay is coming up in August, and I'm really trying to plan something big, so y'all stay tuned. With that said, safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next time, Good night, y'all. That was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
3: iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.